Hey guys, welcome back uh, to The Encounter, guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys for always listening and for always choosing us. Uh, today, I think we have a, a fun topic. Um, today, the topic is called Room Full of Idols. And, you know, let's just go straight in. Um, we can see that in Paul. As you guys noticed, Paul is being called by Jesus. And he calls him and he presents himself in front of him. And he converts him from being a killer of Christians and, and a killer of... Um, Maybe I don't want to say killer, but maybe he, he let's just say he put people in uh, in jail. He used to put Christians into jail, in jail, and uh, he went from that into a full-blown apostle from Jesus Christ. And actually, he has, uh, I think, the most epistles in the Bible, and he literally has constructed the church and how and the order and the wares and the house of church. So, uh, so we can see that Paul is called to be this. But I would like to see Acts um, sixteen. Uh, is it 16? No, it's like 17, 16. And it says, um, this is where Paul decides to go to Athens. And it says, just if you guys read uh, 16, it says, While Paul was waiting for Silas and Timothy in Athens, he was upset because he saw that the city was full of idols. In the ESV version, it says, Now, while Paul was waiting for them in Athens, his spirit was provoked within him and as he saw the city was full of idols so now we're our topic today is a room full of idols and the reason why we decided to choose this is because us as young people the first thing we like to do is the first um how can i say is the first pleasure that we like to get is putting something in front something above and and i'm not judging you guys i'm not trying to say that uh nobody else does it we actually do it quite a bit but we don't notice it but what i want to tell you i want the first thing that i want to talk about is that paul here his spirit was moved his spirit was was provoked into seeing that there was a city full of idols and just as the as the as the city as the as the story continues, they say that all these people get together, and he starts preaching, and he starts preaching about Jesus Christ and about how he has come back from death, and and all the people around him and all the people that used to make idols get together with him, and he starts talking to him, and then he just say, "Why are you doing that? Why are you talking about this? And why are you doing this?" And and he then. And then on 17.22, it says that Paul addresses Arepagus, Areopagos, yeah, something like that. These are all Roman <laughs> names. And and it says that, I love what he says because he says, he says that he has observed objects. And on 23, it says, for I have passed along the observed the objects of your worship. And I also found an altar with inscription to the unknown God with the uh, uh what do you call that um the g the uncapitalized was oh, uh, lowercase, lowercase g what therefore you worship as unknown this i proclaim to you and i can see that that this paul is coming into these people these people's house into these people's city and he is literally just pointing things out like where nobody likes to hear, right? Hey, bro, this is wrong. Hey, this is wrong. Hey, I see that you have idols. I see that you have things. And and then I think he almost, uh, maybe if I can use my imagination, if you guys let me, he almost mocks them because he says, you worship to an unknown God. And if you guys remember in the Roman times, every God had a purpose, right? There was a God of the sun. There was a God of water. There was a God of everything. But in this Athens, there's a God of unknown. Like, there is no reason why to worship him. <laughs> and then it says that he continues, and then he, he speaks, and then 
he talks about that day, and then and then he says on thirty two says now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said we will hear you again uh, later. It says we will hear you again about this later. And 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 I like this these two because there's three people here, and this is who we are. There's the people that mock and don't believe. There's the people that say, "Oh, I'll listen to this later. I don't have time right now." And then there's people in 34 in 1734 that says, "But men joined them and believed among also, uh, and then all these women and all these men. Some people joined." Paul's cause. So that's that's as young people when we hear about Jesus Christ, those are our three choices. We mock, and I, I'm not saying mock like oh Jesus. No, no, no. I'm just saying mock like uh, that's impossible. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That, that's that's not true because when you say something, when you say that something died and something revived, it is almost uh, impos- humanly impossible. But remember that our God is a God of all impossibles, and 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 He did come back. He did come back from the dead. He, some some mocked, some didn't believe, and some others says, "We will hear you again about this." Yeah, like, like we will hear, uh, we will hear this later on. I, I don't want to hear this right now. It's not important to me right now. And there's some other people that the minute they heard, they joined Paul. And they followed him. So I want you guys to understand that the room full of idols is very important. Because um, one more, one last point. The person that um, uh, singles, not singles out, points him out, is a person that's full of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit uses all five uh, all five ministries. So if your pastor is pointing out, if if, if the pastor of your apostle, if, if the prophet of the church, if the teacher of the church is pointing out idols in your city, which could be also in your house, in your family, don't turn them away. Listen to them and let them help you. I don't know if you have something to say because I'm sure you're itching I have this. so many things, but go. do you, any of you want to start? Okay, I was going to, sorry, this microphone hates me. We have a love-hate relationship. Um, I was going to say that I, the first thing that I loved about this whole story that you told was like in the beginning, Paul's spirit felt uneasy, right? Yeah. Uh, mine said, um, what's the first verse, Annie? 1716. Oh, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. Yeah. So I think as like believers of, of Jesus Christ, once we've had that like metanoia, a change of mind, the first thing we do is when we when we come into something that is full of idols, our spirit starts to feel uneasy. And I think that should be like uh, like a little bell ringing in our head. And instead of conforming to the way that that city is, which is what Romans 12 says, right? Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Instead, be renewed in your mind, right? Which is uh, what it's saying, having Christ's mind. But what I thought was amazing is that Paul's spirit was super uh, sensitive to this. And although he was not able to save all of them, some of them came out of their good. And it, it makes me feel... Um, Hopeful, right? Because we live in a world that is almost this whole city, right? Like uh, Arepo, Gaos, I can't say that. But it's like the city, right? Full of idols. And uh, guys, everywhere we turn, on TV, on our phones, at school, at work, whatever you guys do, there's idolatry. Like, it's it's incredible. Right. It's, it's even hard to fight it inside of you. Sometimes you put things before God that you don't even realize is an idol. And then you're like, oh my God, I've been putting this before God. Uh, literally, if you're watching more Netflix than praying, that's an idol. Uh, you're doing anything before God. It's it's an idol. Whatever you give priority to. Or more to. TikTok. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that's like my big one, TikTok. It's so hard for me. Yeah, um, all of us. But you know, the thing is, we have to recognize it. And uh, it, what I was saying is that it gives me hope that even in a place that is full of idolatry, we can speak the word of God. And although some might mock us, and although some might say, ah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. I'll hear it later. There will be some, even a few, that will believe and follow 
right? And then not even follow us, follow God. And their salvation is worth gold, right? Which is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Honestly, I th- to go with what you were saying, I was reading Matthew 6, 21. It says, for where your treasure is, that is where your heart is also, which goes perfectly with what you're saying because a lot of us, we don't even realize that where where we're putting our treasure. Where are we putting our time? Where are we investing in? What what are we investing in? And in Jeremiah 17, 9, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So sometimes we don't even realize that, like you guys are saying, we don't even realize that we're putting things in front of God because our heart is deceiving us into thinking, oh, no, 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 God is still first. God is still first. But in reality, what is what is that? What was what do our actions show for that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. And also to back you up on that, if we go to Isaiah 44, 18, it says people like that, they don't know what they are doing. They don't understand. It is as, as they have... No, sorry. It is as if they have mud in their eyes so they cannot see. So, like, what you were saying, sometimes, like, we're, like, like we don't see what's actually happening. Like, like Deb said, like, TikTok, right? Like, oh, like, it's just it's just for an hour. But then you're, like, oh, no, it's been two hours and you're still on TikTok. And then, <laughs> <That> like, <laughs> and then six. But, like, you don't realize it because, like, you don't see, like, that dust and that mud in your eyes saying, like, guys, like, no. Okay, now it's time to pray. And then that's why if we go to 1 Corinthians 8, 6, it starts becoming a habit. Because now, not only are you covering covering yourself with the mud, but now you're making a habit. So now with this, you worship idols. So then if we keep reading 1 Corinthians 8, 7, it says, So now when they eat meat, they, start, they, st- they, they still feel as if they belong to an idol. They are not sure that is right, but they still eat this meat and they feel guilty. So now when you come to church and you're praying, you're like, oh, like, why don't I feel the Holy Spirit? Like, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, you know, I'm still coming to church. I'm still hearing the word. But like, why? What, what is your habit now at home? You can't just be coming to church, like feeding yourself. And then at home, you're like, oh, no, TikTok. Oh, wait, you know what? I'm not just like, I'm going to leave praying last. But like, you know, I'm almost because almost, I still stick. I still see Christian TikTok. So like that should still fill me up. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was going to tell you that with, with, with all you guys say, sometimes also, it's not only that, that it's not only that uh, we how do I say this? Like, it's not only that we uh, we take away time from God, but sometimes we um, we put our religion above what Christ really is as well. Mm-hmm. And and that's one. For example, that's what happens to the Pharisees. You know, Jesus comes, and Jesus, t- for example, he touches their Sabbath. Sabbath became their idol, and he, he you know he starts healing. For example, he tells a man to get up, take your bed, and walk. And they're all like, it's the Sabbath. How can you do this? And he's like, what's the difference if I do it today, tomorrow, another day? The point is that he needed something today, and I did it for him. And Mm -hmm. I want you guys to know that sometimes, look, even if you're not Christian, and somebody comes and takes your idols, it gets you mad. But if you're Christian, and you have your religiosity. Religiosity, right? Your religiousness. (laughs) Your religiousness. And on top of God, it, then when somebody tries to come and say, dude, this is not right, notice that you almost become like very like defensive, defensive just as if somebody was touching your idols. And that's how I was thinking right now. I was like, I always tell God and I was ask God, God, please, please do not let me be a Pharisee. And I always remember to see your word. And it's not only about what the religion says, but I want a relationship with Christ, right? I think a perfect example of both of what you guys are saying, like religiosity becoming... An, uh, like a block on the eyes is literally Paul. 
right? We see that um, when when he has his encounter with God. I mean, he thought he was in the right path. He was like, uh, you know, I'm protecting my faith. I'm protecting the rules and the regulations that God put in order. And he de- he was devout in his pursuit for, you know, keeping the traditions holy. But then God has an encounter with him and what comes off his eyes? Like scales. scales. So his eyes were literally covered. And we see that like in the Bible. It's, it's amazing because things that we don't even realize could become idols become idols and his whole demeanor changes right he goes from like being prideful and knowing everything to saying i'm a humble servant Mm -hmm. i know nothing if i boast in anything i boast in what god has done which is beautiful and actually uh when i was studying i realized that pride is literally one of one of the things that can separate us from um god being in the throne of our hearts if we look in psalms that 138 6 it says for the lord is high and he regards the lowly but the haughty he knows from far and if you, for those of you guys that don't know what haughty means it means a prideful so when <laughs> when um when we're prideful it literally makes god go farther and farther away from the throne of our heart nice i, I was gonna say like before we move on from your story i want to kind of like unite two stories because uh, in psalms one it says blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers and one of the people who were in your story mockers. were the mockers right and i think like imagine danny i mean i have been in the company of mockers and it's funny it's, it's a good time um but um it's funny but sometimes your heart is saying you shouldn't be laughing at yeah. this or you shouldn't be uniting in this but because you are afraid to look uncool you do not say anything and that leads me to the next story which is aaron uh when he built a golden calf uh moses mm. was in the in the mountain uh with god right and god is giving him the commandments and all of a sudden god gets angry he's like go look at your people you know like i'm gonna just destroy them and moses is like no no like you know just like chill remember that you took us out of egypt obviously guys i'm paraphrasing Uh, you guys can read the story in exodus 32 um but when he goes down i think it's hilarious um what aaron says to him and exodus 32 22 and aaron said let not the anger of my lord burn hot you know the people they are set on evil for they said to me make us gods that we shall go up before as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, let any who has gold take it off. So they gave it to me and I threw it into the fire and out came this ha- calf. And I think it's it's almost like Aaron is saying, like, it wasn't me. It was them. Look at them. They're just set on being evil. Right. And when <laughs> Moses comes, he finds them dancing around this calf. Guys, I think it's incredible how the people of Israel are like this. The Red Sea or not the Red Sea. Yes. Right. Was yeah, open for them. Like, they literally walked through the sea. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get past That's that. After the plagues. Yes! <laughs> after, yeah, after God delivered them through Moses. I, I mean, honestly, this guy had a staff that would turn into whatever he wants, right? Snake, yeah. yeah. He sees, they see all of this, and they're still like, oh, this Moses, who knows what happened to him? We need a new God now. And it's incredible, right? But what I think is crazy is the fact that Aaron allowed the peer pressure and I think that's something that happens, uh, especially with youth uh, nowadays. It's like the pressure, right? Like, dude, your God, where does he even show up? Look at you. You're suffering. You're depressed. Your life means nothing. Um, what is good in your life? Your parents hit you. Your parents yell at you. Uh, you know, you're not successful. You didn't get into the colleges that you want. You blah, blah, blah. You know, people come and they pressure you like this to make you believe. Where is your God? He's taking so long. And our impatience becomes our 
our idol our impatience says okay you know what no god is not enough remove him let's find something else let's find something that will satisfy me right now because i can't keep waiting and we let these things come in not only the peer pressure but the impatience of those around us and remember that even if the lord should take long we have to wait in him because he is our only hope only in him there is hope only in him there is life and i i just thought that that was like a, a perfect thing so we could see the mockers people who mock don't be in their company even though it's funny in the bible in proverbs 29 25 it says the fear of man lays a snare but whoever trusts in the lord is safe so it, like it's literally saying like if you if you put your trust in a man like the israelites put their trust in moses instead of putting their trust on god right that's the reason that they were like oh we need another we need another god now because moses no is no longer here he's taking long he's taking too long yeah so they're like okay I, 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 they put their all their trust on him instead of the one who they were supposed to be trusting and because they didn't trust in the lord like he they were supposed to it ended up them making an idol of of golden calf and then matthew 10 20, 10 28 it says do not fear those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul fear rather fear him who can destroy both the body and the soul in hell and it's like we're so uh i guess blinded by the fact that oh my gosh no one's gonna like me if i if i um go against their opinion that we completely forget that we have an entire eternity that we should be worrying about <laughs> and we completely disregard it i mean we just let the fear of people's opinions dethrone god from our heart yes absolutely Yeah. Going back to Deb's example, actually, one of the key factors that we should recognize when it comes to our idols is being able to discern it with the Holy Spirit. Because where was Moses? He was on the top of the mountain in the presence of the Lord. Joshua, he was halfway on that mountain, and he was sorry, and he wasn't half. He wasn't completely in the presence of the Lord. Aaron was at the bottom of the mountain where he was not in the presence of the Lord. So one of the main things that we have to do to discern our idols, to discern what what is our like dirt, basically, what is our mud. Is having the Holy Spirit and being in the presence of the Lord. That's beautiful. Being able to we, be guided. We, we can also see it in the, in the Philistines in First Samuel five, uh, when when the Philistines stole the Ark of the Covenant, which is the presence of the Lord, which now is a shadow of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's not the Holy Spirit, but it was maybe a, it's a shadow of the Holy Spirit. Um, um, we can see that uh, the Philistines put the Ark inside their temple their temple like every any other god and when they woke up what how did they wake up with the idols cut in half their heads cut in half so just 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 like you said how do you know if you have how do you know if you have idols you gotta put your whole the holy spirit inside you mm -hmm. and when it starts cutting the heads off don't be wondering why you know like i think it's time to accept it and be like okay that's those are the things that need to come off and sometimes i feel like that's why uh we become sad and we become depressed because we feel our whole world is coming apart but in reality your whole world has been torn down ever since the spirit the spirit has come up so he can build it back up in a better in a better way i don't know if i made sense or i i stuttered too much but yeah i was just thinking about the philistines and 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 how and how they put it next how dare they put it next to their their god and 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 how god says no i will not let this happen i'm gonna bring these these downs and it's, if i'm not wrong i think they fixed them Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they fixed them and then the next day they were down. they were they were cut again so honestly it was I, I, that's why I think that when you invite the Holy Spirit inside you and you have idols just expect that the next early in the day just as says first Samuel 5.3 and then people of Ashad rose early the next day and behold 
Uh, uh, Dagon. Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him back into the place. So just don't put him back into place. I think it's time to clean it up and move it out. Yeah. I think what's so interesting about that story as well is that the Philistines, because the Ark of the Covenant is so powerful against Dagon, they decide to give it back. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> to the Israelites. They're so dumb. <laughs> just no, like, I, I, I don't think that's the most important part. I think I think the most shocking part is that they give it back because they have to give it back. Well, but they, did, they but give it back with presents. They do, and they still and they see the power. No, but, but think about it: giving it back. Is the normal thing like if I have one of your earrings? What would be normal thing to give it back? So now imagine I bring your earring and then I bring a necklace and then I bring some glasses for you, and that's what was so weird. I was like, Wait, what? They understood something that they didn't want, of course. And what shook me even more, I'm sorry that I'm speaking over you, but I just want to is that the Philistines, instead of converting, they said, Oh, we don't want this. That's what I was leading up to. Sorry, sorry. So I was trying to say that they gave it back instead of realizing, Oh my gosh, this is the real power. They decide, Oh, I'm just going to keep my idol. Yeah. Instead of going and realizing that God is God. The crazy thing about this is that Paul says it in Acts, and he says that idols contaminate. Idols, uh, you might say, Danny, but what's wrong with the little idol that I have? You're right. It might be defenseless. It might be looking wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But this idol contaminates what's holy. So, for example, let's just say this. Let's just say this because we were just talking about it, right? Let's just say your idol is music. Right, that's something you love, right? That's something. Let's just say you like um, lo-fi, hip hop. <laughs> let's just say, let's just say that's what you like, right? And, and like I said, like kids like pop. like I tell people, like like okay, kids pop. <laughs> but but and then and then the holy and then for example, you play. Let's just say that you play like uh, in church. Let's just see that. Let's just say that you come and you bring and you bring what God has given you and you give it to the Lord. And then there's that little idol within you. And then you ask God, God, fill me with your spirit. And he comes within you, right? He fills you. And then when he goes in there, he sees that. And you have him inside. And then you see the first thing that God is asking you is, hey, make sure this is out. And you're like, no, no, no. I'd rather push the Holy Spirit out and leave my little idol out. And that's all I want you guys to understand as young people and as, and as, and as maybe not as old as me, but maybe a little bit younger, that we have to understand that we have to remove these idols because I feel like I feel like God was being merciful to the people from the from 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 Ashad, if I'm not wrong, because He just brought their 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 things down, right? Like He could have brought plagues, He could have brought death, He could have brought a lot of things, but He just said, "Look, bring them down. I don't want them here." Not in my presence, but I, I, I want to stop speaking. I, I don't want to continue talking. I just want to say two Bible verses, and I'm, then you guys can speak. Uh, the first one I was going to say, First Corinthians ten twenty one. It says, "You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons." Which is exactly what was happening uh, when the when the ark was there, right? The the demons that were in Dagon, because behind an idol is demons. What's happening? It was cut down. They just can't partake, and it's almost as if uh, it was fighting for power, right? Who can be stronger? And the, the other one I was going to say was 1 Corinthians 2.14 because uh, the Bible is clear. Let me just read it. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit, which is why these people return the Ark of the Covenant. 
because they could not understand. They could not comprehend it because we were, we have been given the mind of Christ, which is why we can now understand the things of the spirit. Mm -hmm. But before that, we were like them, foolish. And we, yeah. even if we had the good, dude, I can think of like 7 million times where good was placed before me. And I said, nah, nah, I'm not good enough. <laughs> and yeah. what I picked was filth. What I picked was nastiness. And I could have picked what was holy and beautiful and amazing, right? But no, because I did not have the spirit of the Lord, I, I chose foolishness. I could not understand it. I think another prime example of this, um, we can find it in Matthew, uh, sorry, chapter 8, verses 20, 28 to 34. And I'm not going to read them because it's, it's kind of long, but it talks about um, when Jesus goes to the country of the gatherings, right? And he's met with two demon-possessed guys, and um, it says that they were so fierce that no one could pass that way, right? They were blocking off the city. And so Jesus sees them, and he's like, um, he tells the demons to leave them. And the demons are like, no, 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 wait, send us to the pigs, send us to the pigs. So God, so Jesus does so, and the and the pigs become like possessed, right? And they run off the the run off the cliff into the sea. And what's so um, impacting about this is that the the people who live in that area, the in that country, come to Jesus and they start begging him to leave. And I'm just like, bro, you just saw the liberation of these two guys that were literally so fierce that you couldn't even get in or out of where you live. And the first thing you say is, oh, leave, because I don't I don't want I don't want to leave my things behind. And what I mean, the symbolism that I see here is that Jesus sent the what's it called? The demons to the pigs, right? And pigs symbolize filth and dirtiness and disgust, disgusting things. But the herdsmen, the people that lived there, wanted to keep their pigs. They wanted to keep that 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 was dirty, the sin, the the things that were keeping them chained. And instead of letting that go, when Jesus comes in, they're like, "No, we want our pigs back. We want to keep them." Can I just say something that maybe this is not gonna uh, say anything about this? But did you guys read this that? Even even the demons themselves know the times of the Lord. It says, Are you, did, did you come to torment us before time? Number one. Number two, God is so loving and God is so That's merciful good. that the demons asked him for something and he gave it to them. <laughs> Can you believe that? The demons That's themselves crazy. says, no, 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 don't take me out. Put me in the, in the pigs. And he says, fine, go in the pigs. <laughs> Just... Just so we understand that, Danny, you know just, why they I'm were sorry, creation uh, for him? Before. Yeah, yeah but I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm like God, like he just said, no, get out, like right. That, that's what we think about. For example, people that don't understand about God, that was the first thing. No, get out of my house. But he was like, okay, fine, go into the pigs, and the pigs ended up dying. So I don't know. There's we have to see what happens when something dies that has demon infested, right? But, but I was just looking at, it, I was like, God, like honestly, you're so merciful with everything, mm -hmm. with everything. With everything and and that's why, I, but I don't want. It has nothing to do with this idol thing. But I was just thinking about. It, I was like, wow, God is. That's like God is God. Go. I was just gonna see one more thing that that not only that is a crazy thing, but that they could recognize him as the Son of God, right? Because they tell him Son of God. In other versions, they see Jesus. Not even his own people, the Jews, could recognize him. But these demon possessed people, the demons, they were like, yeah, this is the Son of God. We know this is Jesus. Please don't yeah. hurt us. Right? <laughs> you know, you know, which is incredible. You know what else? Right? You know what else that they out, out of everybody there, it's crazy how they felt like. They were the ones that had to leave and not Jesus. But the herdsmen, of course, the human the humankind, <laughs> believed that they should stay and, and Jesus should walk. 
That's what I'm saying. Uh, a life full of <laughs> idols. What was the idols? The pigs, their food, their filth. And what was infested by? I don't want to say that, but infested by demons. So that's what I'm saying. That that usually when something, when your life, when you're, that's what I'm saying. Like where where does where does a where does a pig stay in your land, right? In a pigsty, in a, in a pigsty, and it's filled with demons. And if it's filled with demons, it tends out drowning in the waters. How do you drown it? Through the Bible, through the Word, through everything. But yeah, that's just Honestly, I think that's just really, another thing. I think it's really ironic that the demons <laughs> i think it's really ironic that the de- the idols recognize jesus before the people who have the idols do. yeah it's ridiculous absolutely <laughs> and you know i was gonna say another thing is that these men were at the at like nobody it says nobody could pass that way where they were right because they were so incredible so pretty much what jesus came was to free open up the gates come in and out as you wish right and they're like no we're good and the worst part is that when uh, a demon is cast out it goes and it finds uh Giselle gave me the, the Bible verse yeah. earlier. Let me find it. When the unclean spirit has gone out of oh Matthew twelve, forty three to forty five. It passes through waterless places seeking rest but finds none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came, and when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. So also will it be with this evil generation. And I think, okay, those demons were cast out. But then they returned and they said, oh, it's empty. Yeah, we're, so, we're good to go. We're, we're okay. Jesus left. Okay, we're nice. What happened, dude? That uh, city, Garadena, or Gatter, I can't say it in English, Gatherings. Gatherings. Yeah, um, that turned out to be worse than it was in its original state. And these people were probably rejoicing in that, which is incredible. They're beautiful, dude. Uh, what what other what other topic? Oh, you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because my hand is right here. You can't see. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm gonna put it up next time. <laughs> I'm just gonna back up, uh, Dev. That's why, like, it's important. Like, when you're actually free, you put God in as a king of your heart because they're gonna come back and see that it's empty, and then they're gonna like take your place, and then you'll be like, why? Why am I worse than before? Well, next time when you get liberated, like you know, <laughs> like yeah, make God the king of your heart. Um, actually, I think that's perfect. It leads into uh, what I was about to say. Um, because what are we supposed to put in our heart? What are we supposed to put as, on the throne of our heart? In Psalms 119.11, it says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when we put the word of God in our heart, it leads us to putting God first. We, we see the word and, we, and the word guides us. Where should we go? What should we believe in? What should we be doing? I think that's beautiful. It is. It is because honestly, we have to understand that. That I know it's almost like kind of redundant, but what we put in our hearts is 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 our job. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I see that. I, I see many many times that, like for example, God puts things in order, right? Because you understand that if we have idols in our heart, then it's in disorder, right? It's in things. And I see one that when Jesus uh, goes into the synagogue. And he starts flipping tables and whipping everybody, um, which I would have loved to be there because I would have said, boom, roasted, right? I would have just gone behind him and be like, boom, roasted, <laughs> boom, roasted. <laughs> but uh, I see this, and, and sometimes what happens with us, like, for example, I can say if I can open my heart a little bit, that's what happened to me. Like, God had to flip a bunch of tables. And, and there's a saying, I think I've told you guys a saying, it says that we continue to sit in tables that God flipped, and we continue to stand those up and we continue to do that and God clearly 
clearly, clearly, clearly says that he doesn't want us to do that. And, and the thing that what happens when we let these idols um, uh, erect, when we see that these idols are up in our lives, these idols are not just small idols that just are quiet, but these idols start requesting things from us. And the thing that I see that in all in the Old Testament, it says that it says stay away from idols and their sacrifices. So at the same time, just like God requires also a sacrifice, these idols copy God and they require a sacrifice. But they don't require a sacrifice of sanctification and forgiveness, but they require us a, a sacrifice of, of pleasure. They they so for example, um, when when we come and we offer our flesh, so whatever you've been whatever you've been you know having a hard time with and you and you don't do it and you keep it and you tell god god here's my flesh here's everything burn it and make me make me clean now with the old with the idols you actually consume your own flesh and that's their sacrifice and where do i see this is when um god forgave everything israel did but the time the only time god did not forgive anymore was when israel started started to uh sacrifice their own children to, to idols uh, and the apostle has preached this many times because he says he does not like that he that's why uh that's why we're all against abortion and we're all against that because we shouldn't be offering babies we shouldn't be offering kids to idols and if you guys see that if we sacrifice let's just remove the fact that they're human lives right but if we sacrifice babies we sacrifice our own flesh to these idols our own um our own how do I say this? Like humans, you know, like, like you, like you and I, we don't, we're not siblings, but we're humans. Right. And when we give idols, these, 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 the sacrifices, then we give them almost like all the power. Like we honestly, uh, surrender all the power which is only to god and then they start taking over and they start contaminating and then that's why um you see for example the united states the way it is uh it's completely out of whack and everybody uh for example yesterday they, they sent me a video saying what is a woman <laughs> that's a question that i never asked myself 10 years ago 10 years ago it was like oh a man is a man this because of this a woman's because of this and and it was very clear. Like there was now, it's it's just so vague. And I asked God, God, why is there, why why do the kids struggle with this? And it's because their idols are out of whack. Their idols are are set in their hearts, and their idols are leading them and confusing them, and they don't even know where to start. And they need to be liberated, and they need to be set free. I don't know if anybody has something to say. Sorry, I was gonna tell like one short story. Um, I don't know if this is right, but I think it's Hosea. Right. <laughs> oh, it's Hosea. Hosea, Hosea, right? So um, it was going back to you, like the Israelites. I feel like they just loved, loved like when kings ruled over them, because the well sometimes that's us too. But I'm gonna like give the this Bible example. So basically, Hosea was a king, right, of Israel. Before you go, can I tell you something? Yeah. You know, Samuel tells Israel. Why do you guys need a king? If God is your king, Jesus is your king, why do you guys need a king? Uh, I, yep. I went to a, sorry, just, you'll, you'll finish, yep. sorry, I promise. <laughs> I was going to tell you that I went to watch, um, I went to watch the movie, not a movie, I went to watch a, uh, a play called David, and that's how, the, how, that's how it starts. That Samuel is telling the, the Israelites, why do you need? And everybody goes, we want a king, and they make a song out of it. And you can see, like, Samuel's like, he's confused. 
and he gives Saul to be a king, right? But like you said, right? Yeah. I don't know why Israel wanted a king if they had God. But go ahead. That's go true. Ahead. But sometimes that's us, like, like we yeah. make other things. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, we need something visual. Yeah, visually. like to see like all oh, this. Okay, but anyways, this story is in Second Kings seventeen, and basically Hosea was the king of uh, Israel at that time, right? And then, like, long story short, he fell, and then the king Az Azariah. Azariah? Azariah, yeah, Azariah, he took them as prisoners, right? And then if we... Assyria. Oh, sorry, Assyria. And then if we go to seven, <laughs> sorry, it says, these things happened because the Israelites had sinned against the Lord. And how did they how did they sin against the Lord? Because they began to worship idols. And then because of this, like, God was like, okay, you're going to keep worshiping idols? Okay, I'm just going to let Azria, Assyria, like, let your, like, <laughs> um, capture you guys. You guys are going to keep doing what you guys want. And it says uh, later on that they kept still doing this, like, they did it secretly. And then it says the Israelites secretly did things against the Lord, their God. And they and the and those things that were wrong. The Israelites built in high places and all their cities and the smallest towns. So basically, long story short, saying like, after we're captured and we worship these idols, we see what's going on. But sometimes, like, we can't let go. So you're just gonna keep building it. And then like, this like this happens because like sometimes like to sum it up, but we're impatient. We let pride and we prefer that over like okay, like actually let it go. Like your topic yesterday, like sometimes we have to let go, like give everything to God because of like what then what then why are we even here in the first place? You know. I agree, and and honestly, I love what you said because that's the number one thing we need to we need to have. We need to understand. We need to. Um, have you guys ever heard the what's that? What's that? What's those steps out? Because you know more than I mean that like. Uh, uh, recognizing your mistake, recognizing you have a problem. Uh, what is that? Oh. Is it like steps uh, to uh, to grieve, to to mourn? No, no. Rec uh, it's acceptance, yeah, acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to what accept. Is oh, the 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 like the. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the the five steps of the something. Ten steps of. It's grief. Oh, yeah. It's grief. I don't know if it's okay, grief, but but like like for example, when something like and it it fits so perfectly because since. Since the idol inside you is dying, the first thing you need to understand is this. You need to understand that, just like you said, dude, I'm wrong. I need to give this up. I need to give this up. And, and we, can see, we can see it in the Bible, throughout the Bible, that Israel would not give it up. Yep. They would just keep it super tight to their chest. And God continues to tell them, you guys are just like prostitutes. You guys are just... He, that God will say in a... I don't know if it's Ezekiel or Isaiah, but he tells it, Ezekiel, right? Ezekiel 16, he tells them that they would, it was like they were sleeping with every single man that would get close to them. But, yeah. So, okay, to wrap it up, guys, I was going to tell you guys to please um, think about what we just talked about. Think about what I've said, and if uh, the Word of God has, has reached your life um, and has, you know, imposed to you or touched you in some way, and you need some prayer, we'll pray or... or I wanted to just end with the prayer, I think, because I think that would be uh, the easiest way. And I think uh, um, not only will it be the easiest way, but also it would be an, a nice way for you to start. And I suggest that you guys uh, find a home, a spiritual home, whether it's near you or whether you want to come to our church. If you don't already have a church, our church is, I've been said, Los Angeles. Uh, it's an 8115 Clybourne Avenue. Um, so if you want to join us or not, or find your own church where you live, that's also good. The whole point is that you follow Christ.
And I would like to end with a prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to please look at all the kids, look at all the young people that are listening to this podcast, Lord. I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that if you see any idols in our lives, Lord, for you to, Lord, please, Lord, take them, Lord, and remove them from our life, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to please give us what these idols so much uh, fill in our lives so we don't feel like we're missing something, Lord. We want you to put your love, your peace, your joy, Lord, your spirit in us, Lord, so we can continue to move on, Lord. And I ask you that if there's any young person that's struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts or anxiety, Lord, I ask you to please remove those things, Lord. I ask you to please cast them out, any hindrances, Lord. I ask you to please take them out, Lord. And in its place, Lord, you put your spirit, Lord, the only one that should be reigning over our hearts which is you your spirit lord and the father lord i also ask you lord for the people that are uh, listening this for the first time lord and they haven't accept jesus christ lord i ask you to please accept them lord and i ask you lord to please move them to be baptized in water and into your spirit lord into the seven baptisms lord so we can continue being and we continue walking into the perfect statue lord i ask you to please bless everybody that listens to this lord and ask you to change their lives lord in your name we pray amen and amen guys uh thank you guys for once again uh you know joining us in this podcast and i'll see you guys next wednesday god bless